Welcome, everybody, to the AJ Osborne Show, where we focus on our core tenets, impact, freedom, and progress. Join me and others as we grow through education and discussion. Welcome, everybody, to the AJ Osborne Podcast. And today, we have an awesome podcast. I'm just going to jump into it. We're not even going to wait. Brody, how's it going, man? Good, dude. Thanks for thanks for having me on. I'm I'm excited to do this. Me too. Brandon Turner told me I had to meet. I had to talk to you. Um, and you know we've been chatting here before we jumped on. You're just down the road from me, um, in Western Turns, Utah. So we're uh, up up here in Boise. But dude, you're absolutely killing it. You've got uh such cool background and skills that you've taken and applied into real estate, financial freedom. You have the real estate investing school. Um, give people, first of all, a background. How do you, how did you get started in real estate and why? Yeah, no, I love it. It's kind of a loaded, a loaded question that can go super deep as well. Um, because I'm, I am passionate about it and it's, it's crazy. Like I was even just thinking this morning, how much like it's, just real estate in general and starting on that path of building passive income and, and chasing freedom, just how much it's like changed my life and the quality of life that I live. And so, you know, I owe a lot of that to real estate, but, um, but yeah, for me, it was, it was kind of by accident. Um, I was getting ready to go to college. So were my friends at the time and we just couldn't find a place to live in. And we looked everywhere and it was just tough. Everything was saturated. Everything was full. And uh, so my mom, she kind of dabbled in real estate as an agent just on the side. She uh, she owned a hair salon all growing up. And so she mostly did that, but she would sell a few houses a year and just kind of keep her license current. But she's like, hey, why don't you buy a house? And I'm like, mom, like, I don't, I don't know if you have seen my bank account. Like, this is me <laughs> thinking that I need, I need cash saved up to go and buy a house cash or I can't buy one, you know? And so just shows how naive I was with the whole process of it. And later I learned more about it and how it works and how the bank loans you money. And so long story short, um, ended up finding a house that was, it was really crazy. We started asking around and this lady that, uh, went to church with this other lady, she had just passed away. And she said, Hey, like maybe they're interested in selling their house, you know, because their their grandma just passed. And so you'd imagine that phone call, like, hey, do you want to sell your house? <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry your grandma died, but uh we'll buy your house. And so so that's how I got into that property. And it's it's wild. Like going looking back, um, I didn't even like realize how cool real estate was in that moment. Yeah. And it took me a couple of months. And like I, I remember like distinctly when it hit me is because I was, you know, a college student, I was going to school. Um, I was working a job to kind of pay for school. I had a scholarship for for half of it. And the other half, I was trying not to take out any student loans. So I was working really hard at, at Gold's Gym, believe it or not. And I'd get these checks, right? One was like after all my friends paid rent at the end of the month and I paid the mortgage and there was a bunch left over and I didn't have to pay any of that anything out of my pocket for rent. And then I was also having all this leftover money and it was equivalent to the same that I was making and, and putting in all these hours and grinding. And so I just kind of like looked at both of these incomes that were the same. And I'm like, man, I want to chase more of this that doesn't require any of my time, energy, effort. And it yes. just comes in and this one takes so much of my time. So from there, it was kind of like this light bulb moment. I'm like, man, what if I were able to do this again and again and again? And so yeah, that's uh, that's how I got ultimately got started. So. You know, it's so funny because uh, your background's a lot like mine. We were both sales guys, right? So mm. you were doing sales, I was doing sales, and uh, oh. I, I think we, you know, 
I'm assuming here you got into sales, though, probably for the same reason that I did, because it gave me freedom to make whatever I wanted. Like it was like I was in control of my income. And if Mm -hmm. I wanted to make a ton, I could make that happen. Right. And I loved that. I just loved that. But there's a catch. Right. And, uh, you know, sales guys, you learn that, wow, in order to keep making this level money, I got to keep working at this level. And then you, like me, all of a sudden you got this thing where you make a ton of money in the real estate. And yet it took you such little amount of work in comparison to what we're used to. That light bulb is just like, Oh, like (laughs) straight down from heaven. Like this is amazing. And it's, it, 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 we just have a correlation with, we can make whatever we want or however much we want, but uh, you know, sales is hard. It's a lot of work, a lot of sacrifices, right? A lot of time away from family and everything. So to be able to that disconnect from that time and money, I I just see that a lot with salespeople. It, it really resonates. But I think you know it like the time and the money thing, right? Because like even at even at a high, high paid commission as a sales guy, which you're right, that's what attracted me to at the beginning. And I'm like, oh, I could, you know, work really hard and there's no cap, right? There's no ceiling. Um, but at the end of the day, like you you're trading your time for money. You might be doing it at a really high level, but you're still trading your time for money. And so that's what's been so cool about real estate is like. I don't mind working hard today yes. for an easier tomorrow, yes. but I want there to be an easier tomorrow. I don't want to have to go back to work the next day. Dude, like literally, so, um, you know, I'm sitting here with you. Uh, I got this massive sinus, sinus infection. I'm like, my face is just like exploded, right? But last night, it's a Thursday night and we were talking about, you know, uh, before this, my wife has school for kids. They don't have schools on Friday. So Thursday night is our Friday night. So we know it. The kids know it. It's movie night. We're going to watch Harry Potter. We're going to stay up till midnight. We're going to do something fun, right? So generally speaking, I'm like, I just don't. Friday mornings, right? I'm waking up and I'm going to get Krispy Kreme donuts for the kids. I'm doing, you know, kind of whatever, you know, my thing. And I am, I think by anyone's account, a workaholic. I love the grind. I really do. And um, I love the game. I I love it. I love being in it. Right. But what I love even more is that I choose to play the game on my terms. When I wake up this morning and I want to be with the kids. Great. I'm going to come in. I'm going to film something with Brody. Going to go out, you know, have some lunch stuff. I I can control that. I'm I'm here because I wanted to meet you and talk to you. Right. If I didn't, I would have just been like, hey, I, you know, I'm going to get donuts for the kids. Right. And I'm going to take some medicine. I'm just going to hang out at home or whatever I want. Right. It's when I work hard, I really, really work. But when we play hard, we play hard. It's just that that provides it on my terms. In sales, it wasn't on my terms. It was on someone else's. It was on the client's terms. And it's that that change. And and a lot of people talk about passive income. It's For me, it's not about not doing anything. Mm -hmm. It's about doing more in the way that I want to do it, whatever that may be. Yes. Now, I love that you brought that up because this is almost like a stage that I, I went through. It was like this crisis of like, okay, wait, hold on. Like, well, if I'm chasing after this, why am I chasing this so hard? Because eventually once I get it, like, like I don't want to stop and do nothing. And and you nailed it. And this took me a while to figure out, but you nailed it. It's, it's not that anything you're doing even changes, but it's now you have the option to do something else if you wanted to. 
And I, I think like for me, um, kind of like a, a point to drive this home is I remember I set this sales goal. And for me, I was in door-to-door sales for the longest time, right? Lots of doors slammed in your face, lots yeah. of rejection. And uh, I set this goal for, for the summertime, moved my family out to New Mexico. And, and I hadn't sold um, this many before. I wanted to go hit it. It was 200, right? Of, of these, yeah. uh, I sold alarm systems. And so for me, like, as soon as I hit that, it was crazy. Like I was thinking that like I would hit this and then my, my motivation would be gone. I wouldn't be selling as much because I hit my goal, but it's crazy. What happened was the exact opposite because every day when I went to work, like there was no bad days. Yeah. I've already made the most money I've ever, ever thought I was going to make that summer. I've already crushed my goal. And so like all of a sudden this weight was off my shoulders and I was now doing the job because I wanted to do it. And it was a decision I was making. Yeah. And all of a sudden my results, like, kept going yes. through the roof because it was a decision that I felt in control. I didn't feel like I was being forced to do something. And that right there, like, like you nailed it, having the option, option. right? That keyword, having the option to do what you want to go and do. That's where everything changes. Cause it doesn't mean that you just, you know, sit on the couch and do nothing the rest of your life. Cause that is not fulfilling whatsoever. No, no way. That's not freedom at all. It's, you know, and we, you look at all these things that I think the the finance, how it works, and you know, we were talking about this before. And I mean, it's just not something I think people realize. We're not taught. We don't understand at all, right? I love what you're doing, and you're teaching real estate, and you're teaching these principles to people. And this is more about you understanding finance and getting control of your financial life. Like I even tell people, real estate investing isn't just like this financial free buzzword, anything else like that. I'm like, everyone has to retire. At some point, you will not be able to work. So yeah. what are your options? Are you just going to pile money into a bank account and <laughs> then draw on it? Because at, you know, today's a perfect example, at 8% inflation rate, you know, your money is dwindling faster than you can ever save it. Yeah. And it's you're you can't even keep up with that. Right. So on top of that, you're like, okay, well, then I'll just stick it in the stock market and then hope one of the five-year periods where the stock market sucks isn't when I need it. And you have zero control. You're gambling almost at that point, right? So I'm like, it's just, this is a way that you're controlling your financial future. You may have a job that you love. Stay in it. Go buy a fourplex. When it's paid off, when you go to retire, do you know how much money you're going to make make? You're going to have like $3,000 a door in month rates, uh, rental rates at that time that you're pocketing, right? That thing will be worth $3 million by the time it's paid off. And you, that's your entire retirement. If you did that one thing to me, that's better than um, just stashing cash away. So it's like, it, it, it's, it's not, it's more than the buzzwords. You know yeah. what I mean? Well, I think, I think uh, when I think of freedom, like the other word that I think of at the exact same time is fulfillment, right? Yes. Because you, you can have a lot of freedom and not be fulfilled. And like, to me, like, I, I think Tony Robbins said it, the ultimate form of failure, um, the ultimate form of failure is success without fulfillment or something along those lines, right? Um, success without fulfillment is the ultimate form of failure. But like, I think about that a lot, right? Because it's like, Hey, this, this life that I'm building, I'm intentionally building, like, am I building it just to be free? Or am I building it? Because like, I want to be fulfilled. And, and one thing that like, I've come to realize in my life is like, when I'm growing, 
I'm the most happy. I'm the most fulfilled. Like when I'm pushing myself and I, and I think, and maybe it's my personal beliefs, but I think that a lot of that comes from like, that's how God created us. Yes. He didn't create us to be, to be below our average potential. No. Right. And so by default, like what happens when we're hitting our potential and living our best lives, like we just feel good. We feel happy. We feel fulfilled. And so a lot of that has to do, I believe with like being the best you can be in like every category of life. Yes. And it's really hard to do that to your point when you're, you know, working nine to five and you're just not focused on maximizing every area of your life. You know, it's so funny, dude, because obviously, you know, me and you have a lot of similar belief sets and things. And I, I wrote a long time in uh, my journal and my wife gave me this journal things to write in financial journal because she's awesome. And I so I was writing down some things that were kind of important to me, goals, targets. And and um, it, it kind of falls to So I, we were at the Maui Mastermind, Tarl. Um, and Brandon put on, right? And people were asking, you know, we were talking about like, what's your number? And they're like, you know, what's the stop number or whatnot? And uh, me and Brandon were like, more. And the goal is progress. The yep. goal isn't an end. And when we say more, it's not a greed sense. It's I want to be better tomorrow than I am today. So yes. uh, why would I have an end point? That doesn't make sense to me because I believe that, progress is a godly quality. So I want to be better in a year than I am today. I don't want to stop and eat chips on the couch and watch Netflix. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do any of that. I want to be more fulfilled. I want to do more and be more. And financial freedom allows me to level up for me, for others, nonprofits. We start schools. We do all of these things. And I grow my business. We provide financial freedom to others. We teach it. We empower others, right? So freedom to me is progress. And progress to me is a godly quality that I believe is the actual goal. And I just resonate with what you said so much on that. Yeah, no, I, I love that, man. Um, I actually just uh, did a post this morning, right? Because I, I feel like in my life right now, a lot of things are going really well, right? Um, and and with that, like what comes with that is I've never felt the urge to be more complacent more than I ever have like recently, right? And it's crazy because yes. it's like, it's constantly this fight, this battle of like, oh yeah, you can be complacent. Like you don't have to do this. Like you've done, you've already done that. You don't need to do this. You don't need to go to the next level. And, and I had to stop and think to myself, like the feeling of that is coasting. And like, when in my life have I ever got somewhere and been proud of it because I coasted? Like, it just doesn't like, like coasting just leads to depression. Coasting just leads to, you know, unhappiness. Like I don't want to be the person that coasts in any category of my life. And I think that sometimes it's easy for people on the outside to see certain things that like, you know, it's easy to look at your life, AJ. And it's like, Hey, I, you know, he gets to go get his kids donuts Friday morning and, and hang out. And his Friday is my Saturday. And like, that's not like, he's not really like pushing it. Right. Cause he's yeah. enjoying that. And I think, I think it just comes down to like, no, that is you. That's part of being fulfilled. You have to maximize each category. Like, when you're chilling and when you're relaxing, you're intentionally doing it and you're yes. getting the most out of it. You know, it, a lot when of people don't know that's actually hard for me. Yeah. <laughs> like it is. I believe it. Like I got to be yeah. intentional. Like you said, intentional kids. Mm -hmm. I, I, I have to be with you. Right. Like yeah. I need to 
I, I, I need to be intentional about these things. And I'm sure you're the same way. Mine's exactly. running a million miles an hour. Yeah. It's funny. Like th- this morning, actually, uh, our, uh, our nanny's out of town this week. So my wife and I have been, my wife owns her own business as well. And so we've been switching off a little bit. So I'll watch the kids in the morning, typically when we have, uh, our, our nanny come over, but it's so easy, right? Like mm-hmm. my little girl, I have a two-year-old and a four-year-old, my little girl's grabbing by the hand. Cause she wants me to go play Barbies. She's just pulling my finger and I'm like in the middle of a text message, you know? Yep. And, uh, and then finally I was just like, all right, I, it was five minutes. I set my timer for five minutes. I put my phone down on the stairs and I went with her to a room to play Barbies. And then I heard the timer go off, but it's crazy. Like those, that five minutes of being intentional and like, it was hard for me. Right. But like, she's going to talk about that the rest of the day yes, because she remembers those five minutes. It's it, you know, and this is an aspect that I think once it applies, like you said, every part. So being intentional on my business, being intentional in my personal finance, being t- intentional spiritually, physically, mentally, right, with others, relationships. Um, they We were at a training and they talked about, um, um, it was, uh, you know, Jocko's leadership uh, uh, training and he was talking about moving the boat forward. Like everything that you do, like, is it moving the boat forward? Right. And when you look at those aspects of your life, if I'm sitting with my kids, but I'm on social media, my relationship with my kids, things like that, I'm not moving the boat forward. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people, they can be intentional with their work or things like that, but they're not being intentional with their finance. They're not being intentional with their own result. And that's being put to the side. And if you're not intentional in one thing, that starts to spill over into everything yes. and it can really hold you back and stop you yeah it's it's just like the quote how you do anything's how you do everything yes you know? exactly and i actually think it's more it's more difficult like if if you're living your life in a way that like you have to be like okay like it's business i'm going all in right now i'm going all in right but then you get to something else and you're like wait hold on like i can't go all in here i'm, I'm taking the foot off the the gas here like, I don't want to, I don't want to live like that either. You know, I'd rather be like, Hey, what I do, like how I do any of it is how I do all of it. You know, like yeah. I want to maximize every, every area possible. And I feel like you kind of have to do that, you know, cause nobody wants to be that, that person that's just, you know, successful in one category, but your family life sucks yes. you know? <laughs> or the other way around, you know? Yeah. That's, that's just not success. Right. And no, I think, no. you know, when we talk about too, like progress, it's all inclusive. And when I look at my, my companies, we have our executives, right? One of the major things that I do today is I think about how my executives are going to be successful. How do we make them better, right? How do we, you know, shape their future and how they, cause progress goes across the board. And when it's either me centered or you fail at one aspect, it, it does spill over. But let's talk about your getting started in real estate. Like, where are you at in real estate today? What are you doing? And talk to yeah. me a little bit about that like journey and moving towards it. Yeah, yeah. Um, like I said, I think a lot of it comes back to like this this concept of like, you know, just building more freedom in my life. And and hey, like for me, I'm a big dreamer, right? Like I love the idea and maybe it's dopamine hit that comes with it. But like, 
just just stopping and being like, hey, what is what I want my life to look like? You know, if I can do anything today, if I could do that with anybody I wanted to, wherever I wanted to, like, what is that? And what does that look like? And so for me, like, it all starts with, with being really clear in, in that aspect of things. And so a lot of the things like within real estate, like the reason I've gone down this path is because I've first like, hey, what does my dream life look like and how I go build that, right? But, uh, but yeah, so first kind of got started, gave you an example of that. It was like, for me, that was like a taste of passive income. And I'm like, holy smokes, this is, this is cool. And so I, I first kind of got started in that niche of buying homes that were close to college campus and rent them out per, per bedroom because I could get, you know, almost twice as much rents as I could if it was rented to a family. And so the key to that was finding different places that I could either add, add some sweat equity and, and build some more bedrooms if there was like a secondary living room. Um, so I kind of started out doing that um, for a while. And then uh, from there, like got into Airbnbs a little bit. Um, the underlying, you know, thing once again was like, how do I create more passive income, which equals more freedom? Mm-hmm. And for me, like I always focused on like my resources were limited, right? Um, I say this all the time, but like it's, it's not that special to invest in real estate. If you have, you know, all the money in the world and all the, all the capital in the world, like that in and of itself, it's not cool, right? Anybody can go and do that. Yes. And so what what we want to do, what I wanted to do was like, Hey, how do I take the limited resources that I have maximize those, which for me, it was always like cash on cash return. How do I, you know, build the most amount of passive income with the least amount of my own money as possible? Cause I only have so much to work with. Right. So Anyhow, um, really put an emphasis on that. And uh, yeah, so just kind of spent time growing that along along the way. Um, recently, I've done a lot more with like newer development type stuff. Um, like uh, really- development type stuff, like still how, um, like are you do, um, small multi or vacation rental developments or what, what are you focusing on there on the development side? Yeah, well, so I mean, I've like I have three projects going on right now. Um, one of them is uh, like a 16, 16 unit. They're all townhouses oh, wow. or twin homes. Wow, um, that's yeah, awesome. So that one's man. cool. Yeah, and and, and it's kind of interesting because like that's right by college campus. So you know, yeah, part of them will be rented out to couples, and the other part will be rented out to to students. And so um, that will cash flow really well. Uh, another one's a tiny home resort that uh, I've been working on for a couple of years which is super exciting. We'll have uh, 24 units total when that one's done. And they're really cool. They're just kind of like these mini modern looking cabins. And uh, that's in Bryanhead, Utah. Um, and then uh, and then I have another, uh, it's like another student housing development. Um, I owned a, a property right by college campus. And then last year, the property next door came up for sale. And uh, both of them are zoned student housing, have huge backyards. And so, I uh, bought the one next door, um, got it rezoned to be able to use the backyard to build an apartment complex. So, dude, that's awesome. Yeah. So it's been fun. Yeah. And where, where, where are you wanting to go with all this, man? Like what, what are your, what are your goals? What are you trying to achieve? Are you trying to scale up in real estate? Are you trying to like, what's your focus? Yeah. Um, so, so like this, so, so one thing, I always think it's interesting. Like a lot of people talk about doors, right? Yeah. And uh, which, which is cool. It's a, it's a way to measure progress. But like, for me, like I, I've never like, anytime someone asks how many doors I have to like stop and like count because for me, like it's, it's the passive income that matters, right? That's what actually changes my life. Not like how many doors, because that's, 
completely irrelevant, right? That's yep. like quantity over quality. But um, so anyhow, so my whole thing with real estate is it just takes stress off my back. So like when I know I'm building passive income and that's coming on the side, it, it allows me to like do the things that, and I love real estate and I'm passionate about it. It allows me to do things more that I enjoy, right? Like yeah. that's why I started real estate investing school and teaching other people how to do the same thing and build freedom and fulfillment in their life. And like, those are things that are giving me passion. So with real estate, I'm still doing it. And I'm, it's funny. I, I feel like I keep ramping it up and ramping it up. Um, I mean, this, yeah, I won't go into too many numbers, but like, it's for me, like the driving factor is I love it. I'm good at it, especially getting creative. And so I'll probably always be doing it on the side, but the reason I do it is just because it, it gives me this foundation, right? This foundation to be like, cool, this is covered. Now I can go give back. Now I can go do this. Now I can go make an impact in all these other areas that I want to. Love that. That's so awesome. And so I, I would say like, I'm more bullish right now on like, on like growing real estate investing school and helping other people. And I'm always investing. And I'm always going to still do that. But yeah. like my focus is, is helping other people learn how to do that. Yeah. No, it, it, it's a, it's a big switch, you know, like we, you know, we've done same. It, it's amazing how much of my time and effort is now spent on, um, podcasting, YouTube videos, educational stuff. Right. And yeah. we look at, uh, the whole system and how it interacts with our businesses. And we're, we're you know, after doing it and probably, you know, as, as you know, you're so like, your network is so important and uh you don't go anywhere without helping anybody else because like we talk about real estate you know it's a team sport you need lots of people especially commercial real estate it's just about the deal right so we need lots of opportunities we need lots of capital we need lots of skill sets we need lots of a lot of things a lot of people are involved to make a big deal go to work so we need reach. I need to um, attract those people that will help us accomplish our mission. And yeah. by giving value, that's how you attract. That's how people Absolutely. and resources and everything come to. It. So the focus is on purely delivering the most value and then those things in return come. And education tends to be one of the biggest values you can do because that's what creates opportunity. And that's usually why people are lacking opportunity is because they can't see it. It's not because they have it right. Uh, you know, if oh. money you're like, well, you'll, that's the thing about real estate. You'll never have enough money that, that doesn't, no, we don't exactly. have enough money to do what we're doing exactly. day to day. That's <laughs> not how it works. Right. No. Um, and the moment you have enough money means you're either not doing anything it, that just doesn't even make sense in the real right. estate world. So right. it's about focusing on the value to others and it comes back tenfold. Yeah, no, I, I think you nailed it, man. And something I've been thinking a lot about is like, like for me, like fulfillment involves helping other people become fulfilled. And I, and I think that like there's very few things and I, I have people in my life and I'm sure you have people in your life as well, where like I look back and I'm like, man, because I met this person, you know, five years ago or whatever, if you would have asked me, Hey, like Brody, what is your, 
what does your life look like five years from now? And I would have like explained it and told you. And then I came in contact with this person and they helped me like shift my mindset. Right. And gave me those skills and those tools. And now after like meeting them and being associated with them, you say, Hey Brody, what does your look, your life look like five years from now? And I'm like, Oh, this is what I'm actually capable. I thought I was only capable of this, but no, after meeting this person and they opened, you know, my eyes and they gave me the tools and the skills. And like, now I feel like I'm capable of this. And I feel like if you do enough of that in the world and that, that kind of, you know, gets passed along, then you just end up with better people in the world, living a a better quality of life. hundred percent. And we live in a great time where we can easily pass information around, right? It's, we can show, we can talk about it. We can um, have these kind of conversations and other people can participate freely at no cost. And that's something that didn't even remotely exist when I got started. Right. So there wasn't social media, there wasn't podcasts, there wasn't, (laughs) you know, and it's like, um, it's a, just, it's totally different game. And for, for me not having it, I'm obsessed with it now because I'm like, geez, I wish I would have had all of these things when I got started. Yeah. So I produce, but I consume it at mass. I consume yeah. books and context. Yeah. I listen to podcasts and people's conversations. And so it's not just about even putting it out. I'm a consumer of information that I can't get anywhere else. Right? There's something oh. different about hearing two people have a conversation about a topic you're interested in as opposed to reading a book. Right. So it's like the static information versus dynamic information. I talk about this a lot. Dynamic information is applied information. It's information that I can say, all right, let's see how I can really use this, apply this, and in the application, see what's happening. So we can talk about, all right, we're doing this. Here were the results, the cause, the reaction. Here's what I did right. Here was the mental state. Right. We can have very dynamic conversations around that that is very hard to get. In a book, you don't get the feeling, you don't get their thought process, you don't get the things that really mattered. Were they scared? Were they not? Right? It, it can be yeah. really hard to translate that. And video, voice, all this—that is a, a an amazing way. It, it's you can have mentors on your phone. I mean, think yeah. about that. Yeah. Right? It's it's awesome. I I mean, I I really do I really do uh, love doing it, but also see the value in it. Yeah. No, I agree with you. I'm, I'm, I'm the same way. I devour that stuff. And I think, uh, yeah, there's almost like no excuse nowadays, right? Like if you want something and, um, somebody, I I have an intern, he's a high school student, but, uh, yes, if you could come, come intern me and, uh, he, uh, he's doing something for students and presentation. And so he asked me, he's like, Hey, um, he shot me a text and said, um, Hey, can I ask you like your number one key to success? Right. Um, think about it. I'll ask you at the gym in the morning. Cause I see him in the gym in the mornings. And, uh, it was interesting. Like I thought about it and, uh, like my response and my answer to him was like, you need to get crystal clear on what you want out of life. And you need to consistently write that down every single day. And I feel like the reason that I said that was because there's so many tools like available to us with YouTube, with podcasts, with books, with like, that's just the free stuff. Right. And I think that like the problem with the reason a lot of people don't access that or take advantage of it is because they don't know what they want. Like there's too many people that, that kind of just aimlessly go through life 
almost like the leaf that gets thrown in the river. And it's just kind of like wherever it floats, wherever the current goes, like that's where I'm going to end up. You know, I'm going to end up in the dam of sticks at the bottom of the river and I'm going to get stuck Um, versus like, I don't know, a trout that's like, no, it's, it's fighting up current. It's deciding, Hey, I want to go here. So I go here. And, And I think like the more clear that just in general, all of us can get on what we want out of life or what we want out of real estate, like the, the higher our chance then becomes of actually going out and doing those things. Because if you're crystal clear on what it is you want and you, and you write it down every single day, like uh, one of the practices that uh, a mentor of mine had me do probably like six, seven years ago, I do it almost every day um, is I just write down 10 things every single morning that I want in the next 12 months. Like what are my top, let's call it, call it top 10. What are my top 10 goals I want to accomplish the next 12 months? And the idea is like you write it down enough times and you're not supposed to look at, you know, what you wrote down the previous day because you want it to come from like within and like come from what you really, really want. But it's crazy. Like the amount of miracles that come from just doing that, because now I'm clear on what I want, you know, and because I'm clear on what I want now, when I see AJ posts a podcast, you know, that has this topic, like, dude, that's me. That's what I want to go get. So like, you better bet that I'm devouring that. You better bet that I'm, you know, sending you a DM or commenting on yeah. your, your post. Cause I'm just feeding off of yeah. it. Right. And I feel like that's, that's how you go and grow. Yeah, no, that's awesome, man. That's such good information. You know, you mentioned that you were really confused on, you know, where to get started and you were kind of going through that real estate, that journey when you're starting out, what would your suggestions to people do? I mean, like it, you have really good content and everything, and you teach a lot of people, particularly starting out on this journey. Okay. So when you have somebody, as you know, I know everybody knows that it's that starting is a whole baggage, right? It's a, it's a whole lack of knowledge and fear. It's lack of application. It's and you feel more susceptible. Like what, what, when you're working with somebody, what are you telling them? How do I get started? What do I need? What is the combination of things, events, tools that you need? Yeah, I love that. Such a good question. Um, such a good question, especially for anybody who's listening that, that feels that way. Um, because yes, I was definitely, I was definitely there. And I, and I tell everybody this, like, I feel like, and you probably feel the same way, right? But like, because we didn't have a lot of these resources back when we got started. Um, it makes me sound super old, like, Oh, back in the day, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not that old. <laughs> but because of that, like you, you learn things the hard way, which costs you time and it costs you money, right? Because you learn from your bad mistakes and you're like, Oh, now I know what to not, not to do. You try something else. Oh, I learned the hard way. So, um, and it just takes more time. So yeah. the cool thing is now you don't have to go and do that, but um, one thing we start with like all of our students, right. Inside real estate investing school, like imagine taking like this 10,000 foot view approach to the entire journey. Right. And the journey can be passive income. It can be fulfillment. It can be whatever you want for most people. Like we're teaching you how to build passive income so that you can go live like a, a better quality of life and maximize life more actively. Right. Yeah. So, so that's usually like the end result, right? Yeah. And so if we're taking this 10,000 foot view approach, we're looking at that, okay, this is the destination. Like the first thing I want to know is like, let's get clear on the destination. What does that look like for you? Like, what is it that you're actually chasing? And so usually we'll start with like, I, I call it like a freedom number, right? Which basically just means like in order for you to cover all of your expenses um, and 
not maybe live the lifestyle that you want, but just first bare minimum to like live, to technically retire if you wanted to, where your your expenses are covered and, and you could live, right? Yeah. Um, like, what is that number? Let's start with that, right? And then let's reverse engineer it. And so obviously we're not going to stop there, but that's the best part to like start building towards. And so the cool thing about getting clear about where you want to go and, and what, where you want to go, and now you can put it in a timeline, right? So usually we have like a five year, three year, and then a one year goal that we're hyper-focused on. Okay. This is at the end of the year. We want to go and do this. So the next step is now we're going to hyper-focus on like, where are you at right now? And what resources do you have right now to work with? Because yeah. a lot of people might say, hey, I don't have any resources. I don't have any. Well, you might have a ton of knowledge, right? You might have been devouring mm-hmm. podcast books for a while. Like that's a huge resource, right? You might have like this happens all the time. People, you know, they don't have any rental properties, but they have a primary residence. And guess how much equity they're sitting on in their house right now? You know, like I don't have any money to get started. It's like, well, dude, you're sitting yeah. on 200 grand. Like that's a resource. Let's show you how to tap into that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, so in, in, in Idaho, it's like I just saw stats, dude. In Idaho, because of housing prices and everything else, we have it's something like Idaho homeowners are sitting on sixty-seven percent equity. Oh, that's insane. the average. Yeah, is that crazy? Well, well, it's crazy. So, so like a good example is like, like it's like I'm buying a house in Hawaii right now, right? Yeah. Um, it's a million bucks. We're fixing it up, putting some money into it. Um, the person I'm buying it from, they own it outright. Okay. Yeah. Um, they have another house they're moving into. It's worth over a million bucks. They own that outright. Okay. Guess what they do on a daily basis? They collect cans, right? They collect cans. Okay. And guess what else they do? Like their, their car is like older van leaking oil in the driveway, like just like struggling. Right. And like, I'm all about, if you want to live that life intentionally and you're like getting joy out of it, that do it for sure. Right. But what's crazy is like, this person's suffering when they do not have to be all because like, like she rents out parts of the house, right? She has two tenants. Like, so she only lives in a part of it and is renting pieces of it out and is like living off of that money and collecting cans. And so point being like, wow. she has these resources that she's not tapped into. And you and I both know, like, dude, you could take, you know, $2 million and you can invest that, you know, and make you're a making- 10% return and make $200,000 a year. Yes. Like in your lifestyle completely changes. Your quality of life probably completely changes. So like just people don't, and that's, wow. that's like, that's after, you know, you, you go and pay your bills with that. And then you still have, you know, 150 grand, <laughs> like, like that's yeah. paying the, the payment on the debt, whatever. But um, just little things like that. That's crazy. That's like people living below their means. Right. Yeah. That's crazy, man. But, uh, but anyhow, so that's, that's the next part is like, where do you want to go? Get clear on that. Where are you at now? Get clear on that. Cause I think, and we go through this, we, we have, you know, dozens of questions that we ask people because sometimes it's a family member or a lot of people, they might have a grandparent that said like, yeah, if you, if you find this investment, you can give me X amount of return for sure. I'll, I'll invest with you. Right. So there's so many different options um, that people have in, in different resources they have. We want to get clear on that. And then once we're clear on those two things, it's really easy for us to go and like create the best path, if that makes sense. No, hundred percent, dude. That's awesome, man. Um, so I, uh, uh, you have uh, uh, two little girls, right? You have kids. So yeah. obviously this stuff's important. Um, when you're, uh, when you're working, things like that, wait, what are you, how do you view your work life 
right? With your kids. Cause I know a lot of people can struggle with that because your wife also owns and runs a business, right? Yeah. How are you, how do you juggle that? And what, I mean, on a day-to-day basis? Yeah. Yeah. Great question, man. Um, great question. I, I feel like this is something that, you know, I'm, I'm always trying to get better at. Um, definitely don't have down, definitely am not perfect with, but, um, I think, like you said, like it goes back to a lot of our conversation of, of just being all in when it's time to be all in with family, like you're all in with family. It's time to be all in with work. You're all in with work. You know, it's time to be all in at the gym. You're all in at the gym and just like being that, that person. And that's who you are. It's not just one thing that you do one time. And so for me, part of that, like it is being the best dad, you know, and at the end of the day, like if you, if you think about it for me, that's one of the main reasons why I do what I do. Um, and and something that I've been doing recently is trying to get like hyper-focused on like, what do I do best? Right. What are the things that I do best? And, uh, I came up with this quote the other day, um, focus on what I do best, um, systematize, or put systems to the test and let my team do the rest. Right. And yeah. basically the, the purpose of it, that just meaning like, I, it's so easy to focus on all of the things that need to get done. And instead it's like, Hey, what do I do best? And what's most important to me? And, and like, part of that is like my family, obviously. And so anytime one of these things are outside of like my focus five, it's like, wait, hold on. Why am I doing this? And why am I letting this cut into the, the time that I have with my family? Yeah. So I, I think it's just, a matter of like really being able to shut off and like switch. And, and a lot of that, like a lot of it's just habits, right? Like when it's time to be done with work, like it's, it's time to be done. Um, sometimes like I'll even like take a cold shower, right? For me, it's like, okay, that's like a reset. Like a mental uh, switch. Yes. Mental switch of like, I don't work. Like I'm, I'm, I'm switching or like I'll leave my phone. Right. I really like office. that. An outward expression of the switch. Like I really like that. Do something to, it's not like trying to convince like, you know, I like that for me. Like I'm thinking like, how could, cause I think that would help me. So, all right, yeah. I'm coming in. I'm going to do something that signals a transition from this mode to this mode, because it's yeah. something I struggle with. Right. So like yeah. maybe if I, I, I came home, I love that. Take a cold shower, get out. All right. I'm doing something totally new now. I think that mental process of making, having an outward expression of a mental um, switch is really powerful. I, I really like that, dude. I'm going to, I'm going to start doing that. Maybe not a cold shower because I'm not <laughs> that cool, but, uh, maybe I'll jump in the hot tub. One thing I, I did for a while, and this was when I was in sales. Cause I'd work like later in the evenings. Cause that's when people were, were home, Yeah, but it was like, it was really hard because like I'd, I'd be in this deal at, at the kitchen table and I almost close the deal and then something would fall through. Right. And, uh, I would like, I would carry that frustration with me. Cause I'm like, Oh, I can't believe that I'm trying to hit my goals. And this didn't go through it. It's like, I would get home and it was a problem. Like, I remember my wife actually said to me like, Hey, like you got to figure this out because like, I- I'm excited to see you. I haven't seen you all day. And you, you come in the house and it's like, you're like just kind of in the zone and not, yeah. not ready for me. And so one of the ideas was downloaded that the headspace app. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's I would legit pull in the driveway and then I would just turn that on for 15 minutes and just try and just like completely clear my mind and be like, okay, I'm a husband, I'm a dad. And like, now I'm going to go, go do this. That's great. Cause you know, I, I think a lot of people, when you're looking at, especially when you're starting out, you're juggling and a lot of people struggle with this because I have a job, 
I need to create this financial freedom path. I need to move this so I can get out of this. I have kids and I have a wife. And plus I have any of the other trillion things in my life. And so they say, I, because I'm having a hard time compartmentalizing it, I don't have time to do the real estate stuff. Right. And when I was doing sales and it was an extraordinarily time intensive job, and we had to do that a lot of times it was the family that sacrificed looking back on it. I think it was unintentional. I think I could have done a a better job adjusting that. So I think those are great tools for people getting started juggling all those things. Cause lots of times that's what it takes. It's just what it takes to start it. You have to put food on the table. You have to take care of the kids. You have to be present for them. You have to take care of your spouse, your significant other. Then two, you have to apply and learn knowledge to get out of your current situation for a better tomorrow. And a lot of times that can be overwhelming. So that's a Great advice, dude, for people. I, I think on one of your guests that you had on, anyhow, a couple of weeks ago, I think he said something along the lines. He's telling a story of like his family was at the beach and it was like, hey, hold, hold on, like I'll meet you guys down there. Right. And I, like, I remember my dad yeah. growing up doing the same. I remember we went on a cruise and my dad was same thing. Like, hey, like I'll meet up with you guys. Like, I'll, I'll, I'm finishing this in my room. I have to get this email sent off or whatever. And then he was late because the internet's being slow because it's cruise, whatever. Right. And uh, it's just like, yeah, I don't, I don't want it. Like, this is, I think you said it on your show. Like, this is why I'm grinding. This is why I'm doing what I'm doing. So I can actually enjoy this and and be present. And I think we look at balance a lot of times as like, if we're looking at quality, you know, like the quality or sorry, if we're looking at quantity, the quantity has to be equal, right? Like in order to be balanced, like the hours, the quantity has to be equal. I think what we don't look at is like the quality, right? 100%. Like, and then, 100%. like we talked about earlier, the, the five minutes with my daughter, that yes. was just as good as probably five hours of me being with her, but me being on my phone the whole time. Dude, I, I, I'm such a big believer in that. It's quantity is not nearly important as quality. If, you know, the kids have some, you know, deadbeat dad that's sitting around home watching TV all the time, not working and not paying attention to them, but he's there. How is that better than the dad that's out hustling, but then comes home and it's like, this hour is you and we're going to make a memory together every day. Like it's not, it's not comparable. That one hour could be 10 times more significant than an entire day Mm -hmm. with them. And for me, that's what I've started to realize. And I've tried to get better is it's not about quantity. It's really about quality, but I can't, you can't have, you can't have the other way where it's like, I'm not giving you quantity. Like I'm not giving you lots of time and not quality. That's devastating. And yeah. that's what you can't do. Absolutely. I think that's like, just so good. and something I'm going to really focus and apply. Like if I'm gone, then when I'm here, am I making up for it in quality because a lot of people want to say, I want to be a better spouse. I want to be a better father, any of those other things. Right. But I don't have time and that it makes them feel bad or, or things like that. And I think that's a great suggestion. Quality, not quantity, dude, this has been amazing. Like a ton of value. I've sincerely enjoyed this conversation, mainly probably just for me thinking through like all these things that I'm like, Oh yeah, I'm going to work on this. I'm going to take it away. Uh, but for everybody else that enjoyed it, where can they go to find out more about you? And, and uh, where where would you direct them? What should we put in the show notes? 
Yeah. Um, I mean, Instagram is always great. If people want to want to follow along or, or send a DM, um, either Brody Fawcett, my first and last name, or at Real Estate Investing School, our company. Um, they also go to realestateinvestingschool.com um, if they're interested in, yeah, more of like like one-on-one type coaching. We talked about earlier, um, you know, time and money and making those mistakes. And that's what it costs you kind of like going out on your own. My whole purpose in, in starting this company was like, how do we save people? time and money, like both of those things by giving them the accountability, the education, the follow through, uh, and ultimately help them get results that really change their life. So that's what we do. And we focus on giving you the one-on-one attention that you need to, to help hold you accountable. That's awesome, man. Well, thank you for coming on everybody. Go check them out, dude. Your content's awesome. You're doing so much to help uh, people. And I appreciate you taking this time out of your day to spend with me and our audience. Thank you. Likewise, AJ. Appreciate it, brother.